The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Love Hi and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. This is a weekly show dedicated to all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Macca19, and joining me as always as co-host is Fishing Rico 4. How are you, buddy? Very good, Craig. Very good. What about yourself? Always good, buddy. You're, um, not, you're not pining over those tips, are you? No, no. No need to talk about that just yet, <laughs> I think. All right, no dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't good. I don't know what I was thinking picking Collingwood, for God's sake. I don't know why I yeah. picked Collingwood. Oh, well, these I things don't... happen. It does. That's it. Now, we've got a bit of a special guest on for this evening. He doesn't have a Port Adelaide link at the moment, um, but he'll be able to give us a bit of an insight into the AFL system, especially as a junior coming through. Um, we're talking with former Sydney Swans scholarship holder and current Central District footballer Jackson Potter. How you going, mate? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Great to have you on. Oh, great to be on. We might as well get straight into it. Um, just get a, a bit of a background on your football and how you landed as a Swan Scholarship player? Um, yeah, well, I grew up in Sydney. Uh, I came from a club, uh, Pentacles Demons, and uh, they've had a few uh, pretty good footballers like the McVeigh brothers, Lenny Hayes, Kieran Jack, and Brandon Jack now. So I grew up, yep. it was a pretty um, footy-oriented area, that, like the hills. So I was a bit lucky in that regard compared to other parts of Sydney, but my dad uh, is from WA, so that's how I Got into footy and then uh, played with them for a while and then played local rep teams and went through this um, sort of uh, New South Wales system, uh, the rep sides, and then we played a carnival at Riverview, St. Ignatius College in Sydney. And um, yeah, it was got picked by the scholarship system, Sydney Swans at the age of 15, and went through playing 16s and 18s nationals and uh, then was on the sort of uh, was a full time player when I was 19 during the uh, Sydney Swans Premiership year. Oh, so I got to witness that, which is pretty special. Beautiful. Um, how did you think the uh, the Swans Academy sort of helped your football development? Yeah, I think it, the big thing it gave you insight to sort of the professional lifestyle and what is required, because a lot of it goes, they do a lot of training as a team, but a lot of them do extras, so that gave you a good insight into that. And I think the big thing they harp on in the academy is... Um, just trying to catch up on skills compared to some other states like or SA, for example, and uh, Vic. So it was all about sort of trying to play catch up. The majority of the kids, had, they thought, had to play catch up. There might be a select few who've grown up in an area or around families where they kick the footy as much, but um, it's just not sort of that. We always thought that the top five New South Wales players could go with, in the 18s, could go with the Vic, but... Their top 15 were probably just as good as the top five, so it's just that depth which was, which was the problem. Yeah. And how Same much input... Just to sort of grow that depth. Yeah, for sure. Um, how much input did the Swan senior coaches and playing group have in the academy um, with your own personal development? Did you spend a lot of time with those sort of players and coaches? Yeah, so um, when I was younger, when I was about 15, 16, um, I, uh, Stewie Dew and Daniel McPherson were my first coaches. Yep. So uh, that's how I came to Central's in the end was because of Stu Jew. Oh, and um, Yeah, so that connection helped. And then, but yeah, it went on from then. And when I was 16, 17, playing in the Swans Reserves, you start to, you're in the eyes of the senior coaches a bit more so they can have, if they see something, they're uh, 
they don't shy away from maybe just giving putting a little input in, which is good. And uh, I played a fair bit to do with Paul Ruse as well. So I had a few conversations. Like, yeah, he helped me out a bit because when I started as the senior coach, and then when I um, was coming later into my scholarship, sort of a uh, hold or the scholarship holding of, at the club, I um, he was the head of the academy. So. He um he was actually a, a good or sort of insight into what you need to do, and another one was Chris Smith, who was a, also a head of the academy as well. Awesome. Um, were there any players that you played with as part of the academy that went on to AFL careers in the last couple of years? Uh, one younger than me was Brandon Jack. Um, okay. I played a footy with a little bit of footy with him because he was a year younger, and there's some sides we didn't play, but I played a bit of the Swan reserves with him. Um. There's a few others like uh, Nathan Gordon, who's at Richmond Tigers now, who played yep. for Roosters last year and was my housemate. Um, I played a lot of footy from the age of 16 up when I was playing the Swans Reserve. So I played a fair bit with him and he's gone on to bigger and greater things, as you could say, at Richmond and hopefully good luck to him. But yeah, yeah there's a fair few um, kids that have gone on. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so it's, just, it's pretty hard to sort of try and remember now. But um yeah. Yeah, but Brendan Jack, I think, is the big one that sort of just uh, shined out. He's he's probably the perfect example of what the academy's done for him. So, yep. yeah, he's done very well with the chances he's given. Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, you said you had a bit of a an influence with Stuart Jew early on. Did you did you think back then that, that he was pretty switched on? I never, because to be honest, I never expected Stewie to get like a, a senior senior assistant role. So uh, mm. he must be uh, quite switched on on the with the footy strategy uh, side of things as a as a coach. Yeah, he is. When I, well, the big the difference I found was um, when I was fifteen, sixteen, I always knew he was a very smart player, and the things that the t- more gave you tips when I was fifteen, sixteen, just about my actual personal game. And then there was a couple of years off where he went up to the assistant role when I was still 15, 16, so I didn't see him as much. But then when I was there, when I was 19, and I went to all the midfield meetings, just his insight and depth into knowledge around all the study he's done, and you sort of pick his brain a bit, and he was actually a very good strategy, had a very good strategy in terms of trying to beat other teams' midfields. And I think 2012 was a perfect example when he was the midfield coach, and Swans pretty much had the best midfield in the comp, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think early on is personal, like his tips he can give to you personally. But then later on, when I was nine, like a bit older, I saw in the meetings what he brings to a whole group, which was um, yeah, the strategy and just little smart little things that he could just mention. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I looked up an article from yours when you uh, came over last year. I think last year was your yeah. first year, and it made reference. You you still. Uh, have dreams to try and get back into AFL, and that's one of your your major goals still, I would imagine, because you'd only be 20. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's uh, one of my big goals is to try and get back into AFL, but I, th- I think I don't want people to make the mistake that, oh, that just means I'm using Central as a ride, but um, I don't think that at all. I think I'm pretty uh, loyal to a club and Central's, even though that's maybe a goal down the track and it'd be great if it happened, but if it didn't, I'm still going to play for Central's and, um, that's the main priority is winning a premiership at Central's and everything else will happen if it happens but um, it's a team sport so I don't think my individual needs really uh, yeah. go past the team so um, that, that'd be great if it happened and I'll, it's what you dream of as a kid but if it doesn't happen then I still get a lot of enjoyment out of playing at Central District Football Club and trying to win a Sanford Premiership Absolutely, so how have you transitioned from uh... New South Wales to South Australia because that's a pretty big shift, really. Yeah, well, um, it wasn't a. I didn't think it was 
going to happen when I left Sydney. Um, or when I was going to thinking of leaving Sydney, I thought of maybe I would have to go to Melbourne or um, somewhere in Melbourne. But um, because I came over, uh, Nathan Gordon, who was trying to get me to come over to Adelaide because he was going to be coming anyway. And, and then I got a call from Chris Grant saying they um, they were interested to uh, fly me over and have a chat and if I had any vision. So I could send over the club and I was happy to because there's an option just in case something had worked out. I'm glad it did. So, and then glad it did. And then Luke Harbour picked me up from the airport and the rest is history. Now I'm at the, the Centrals. Yeah, it's excellent. And so what about the the Sydney Reserve standard to the yep. to the SANFL standard? Can you notice much uh, much difference in the in the two leagues? Yeah, it was um, early on. It was a big difference. There's a massive difference. We were about 16 playing the reserves, Swans reserves. It was um, a big difference. We were only playing really Canberra teams, but I think uh, when they uh, created the uh, Niafu, um the uh, the when Brisbane Lions reserves and Gold Coast and GWS reserves came in, you'd have probably what I noticed that the standard was really high for those like few clubs that you played, but then it'd be a massive drop off the next week. So it was that inconsistency of the standard, which was um, pretty hard to try and to or trying to get a consistent if for the guys who were trying to impress to get into the seniors, you couldn't really like they try and tell you have to back up week week in week out when you weren't really playing quality op- opposition every week. So but the sandful, it's um, you're playing very strong teams every week, and they're pretty much a lot of them have played AFL before or could be on AFL lists. So the standard is, uh, I think, consistently a lot better. Before we go on to reviewing yesterday's trial game, we might have a quick chat about the AFL Reserves team issue. As obviously, it was the biggest issue in South Australian footy in 2013. Um, there were plenty of Doggies fans yesterday who were quite vocal in their disagreement on the topic. Um, would love to hear your thoughts, Jackson, on the two AFL teams coming into the SANFL this year and how it's going to be different from last year. Um, I don't think... Uh, well, I, me, personally, it's hard for me to say because I haven't been in the... SNFL league for as long as others have, but I guess it's sort of going away from that whole sort of um, that pride out. It's just SA footy and not, no AFL influence, only for the fact that there were some, you know, a few uh, sort of listed players spread out among the comp, and they don't want that to turn out sort of similar to the VFL. But um, I, I think the big thing I saw yesterday was how, which is fair enough, AFL orientated the team was um, watching poor play, like their their game plan. I think will change some of the way other clubs have to defend or even the way they have to move the ball as well. But um, the big difference I saw, it, it, it's a bit hard to say because the Swans reserves, because they're playing in a lower standard comp, they, um, they had a lot of restrictions on them. So, for example, when they went into finals, they were only allowed 12 or 13 listed players and the rest had to be top-ups when yep. in the sandfall. Okay. I don't think it's sort of... Uh, I don't know the details, but I don't think there's sort of... Um, any any sort of restrictions put on the um, Port Adelaide club. So, yeah, in that regard, I don't think... I, I don't have a problem with it, with it because I've been in the situation probably with the Port Adelaide players are in at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's done and it's got to be... It's got to be... Um, it's got to be... Everyone has to deal with it now, I guess. Mm. Rick, your thoughts, mate? Sure. They, what you said, you saw the, the style of play uh, become yeah. similar... Uh, with the two teams, say from Port Adelaide's example, um, yeah. surely for you, you and the Central District's perspective, though, it should actually, in a way, help you sort of evolve your yeah. game as well. Um, 
uh, from an SANFL perspective because you guys are going to have to adapt and, and become a little bit more yeah. skilled as well to uh, to compete with them, especially when they've got four lists like yesterday, yeah. but that's not always going to be the case. Yeah, exactly. And I think people, from people taking out of the game yesterday, they've got to realise that we didn't have a pretty a full-strength side in as well. We had about six out, six, seven out, so... I don't think the margin will be that big, and they had a very strong side in. So um, the way they played, all credit to them. Like the first quarter, I think at quarter time, it was only a couple of points in it, and then they sort of got their rhythm on, and we sort of dropped our defence, like you could say, and then our defence dropped a bit, and they were just too good and skillful. So I think it showed some signs we have to improve. And um, to be honest, like that's the way the game's going, and has to be their fit. They're very fit side, and we just have to be trying to be as fit as them and try and lock them down. But, um, yeah, you can tell that that short-kicking game that they're trying to implement is going to be uh, a strong part of the league, you could say, when you play Adelaide and Port Adelaide. But uh, well, that's the uh, nature of the game, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, you could definitely see some similarities to how the power played and also how the Magpies set up and tried to, mm. to get that really quick uh, sort of run and carry and lots of quick handballs yeah. and trying to find space and it's not something that you normally see at SANFL level it's normally sort of long yeah. kicks, sort of old old school traditional style footy but yeah, it's yeah. certainly going to be quite a big shift in the way it's played this year yeah exactly and um, as I said once we get into the season it's a different story like people will remember it's still trial matches and every team's improving so and uh, to all credit to them they implemented their game plan really well and we probably didn't implement our game plan very well at all. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, just a waiting game will improve and, and uh, we'll see how they, they'll probably get better as well. But um, I think the big thing is for them is this, the seniors like Port Adelaide Power drawing on their their stock. So I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go through the whole year. Yeah. I guess there's still some players to come back into that Maggie's lineup, so like Paul Stewart, uh, Louis yeah. Stevenson, Campbell Heath, uh, Andrew Moore yeah. probably play some games there. Dom Cassisi, you'd expect, might yeah. drop back for a few as well. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see who plays and, and how that sort of works in as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's that's the thing, you've got to deal with it. But uh, it's, it's very uh, odd for a team to go a whole year without a lot of in- or a fair number of injuries and and. I think, I don't know what they're going to do, but when the senior team is travelling um, interstate, then uh, I think they might have to take a couple of emergencies with them as well. So there's probably two players that will travel with the team. Yep. So that takes maybe a couple away or one. Um, so it, it, then again, that's just as how it is, and we'll see how we go. We might as well talk about the trial game yesterday. Obviously, it was between Port Adelaide and Central Districts at Elizabeth Oval. Um, Port ended up running out fairly comfortable winners by 65 points. They won 14 goals, 11 to 4 goals, 6. Um, Rick, both you and myself were there, and Jackson as well. Um, I thought it was a pretty sloppy game. There was lots of errors from both teams, especially early on. I think both teams sort of settled in um, sort of from the second quarter onwards. Um, as mentioned, Central had six or seven key guys in the stand, so they certainly weren't at full strength, especially in their midfield. Um, Rick, what were your thoughts on the game, mate? Yeah, as Jackson said, you know, Central's had about uh, five or six players um, uh, out of their team. We had a few still missing out of ours, and, you know, the skills were a little bit sloppy, but uh, I thought both sides were running hard, and you could see that everyone was still blowing, so obviously it's uh, it's the pre-season, and... Uh, um, but from the second quarter onwards, uh, Port just seemed to have that added little bit of uh, fitness on, at this point in time to the uh, Central's players. 
We did have a very strong uh, midfield and defensive group out there uh, yesterday, obviously, especially defense. I think we, we stopped them kicking goal for around about two and a half quarters from about the five-minute mark of the second quarter uh, through to the last couple of minutes of the game. Obviously, we had uh, Bobby Carlisle and Cam O'Shea out there who've played a lot of AFL footy in the last couple of years. Um, the midfield was very strong as well. Uh, the forward line remains a little bit of a worry for me um, at the Magpies level, uh, especially with Mason Shaw going off injured yesterday. He went off in the, at, uh, at about quarter time with a hand injury, um, and there were photos on Instagram today with him with his hand all bandaged up. So he may be out for a little bit of time there. Yeah, look, I thought the defensive uh, structure of the team was very strong. Alipati Carlisle obviously uh, was going to add a big uh, backbone to that, and uh, and we did seem to have very strong midfield run. We have got some good gut runners there uh, with uh, former Centrals player Sammy Cahoon in the in our side, and also uh, and Tom Logan, which they generated quite a strong run for us. And and Slattery was also uh, very serviceable, and and Newton uh, came up with some good cameos as well. So. Um, you know, the depth of the squad was actually uh, very strong and, uh, you know, and I, I thought I, there was promise for both teams and uh, yeah. I thought also, um, you know, Central's uh, uh, recruit, uh, I, can't, I don't know if I can even say the name, uh, Jackson <laughs> might Retzer. have to fix me up there, yeah. Retzaf, that's it, he, uh, yeah, I thought he, he showed a bit of promise and... Yeah, he's a big, um, he's a big um, Retzie. Absolutely. Played for Box Hill last year, and the year before that he was with Brisbane on, with Tom Collier on the lift. So I think um, he's going to be really good up the front there for us and um, just gives us a, a mobile target to kick to. And uh, he's pretty agile for a big unit. And then um, and Johan Wagner, who showed it, uh, a lot as well with his speed. So I think um, I think it's, it gives us mid something to be uh, kicking to, so which will be help us a bit. Fantastic. Uh, Rick, who are your best players for the Maggies, mate? Uh, well, I thought Tom Logan uh, was very serviceable again, and of course he had to come off the ground uh, uh, bloody-headed, didn't he? So he, he had his normal game. Um, I also thought uh, Cam Hitchcock uh, was very, very agile and nimble around the ground, and uh, yeah, it's just surprising he just he's not adding any body um, size to him, though, from what I can see in the, in the years he's been in the AFL system, and I think... That could be his uh, probably only detriment. Otherwise, you know, he moves uh, very well. Um, uh, and I thought Aaron Young was quite good and, and, and Slattery, was, uh, they were the noticeable players for me. Yeah, got to agree with most of that. I thought Hitchy was probably best on ground. He had just a fantastic all-round game. He's such a good player at SANFL level. He's so slippery and effective around the goals and especially in the midfield as well. He just knows how to get space on his opponent. Um, Benny Newton, I thought, had a, had a really good, solid four-quarter effort. Um, didn't do anything that really stood out as being exceptional, but he just continuously got the ball time and time again. And his ability to get space at contests is, is fantastic. Get his hands free and dish out the handballs. Um, Aaron Young was brilliant, um, especially at the stoppages as well. He kicked two goals. Um, such a good player as a centre midfielder um, at SANFL level now these days. Um could probably play a bit more AFL footy this yeah. year, I would think. Um, and Jakey Johansson, as uh, as one of the SANFL guys, he's just such a little pocket rocket. You know, he's so small but so quick. Kicked the first goal of the game, set up the play quite a bit, and his defensive pressure was fantastic. And who do, who do you who's your tip outside of yourself, Jackson, um, <laughs> that people should watch out for in 2014 as a as a a bit of a bolter in the SANFL? 
Right, uh, there's a few. I think um, I think Travis Shiller's due for a really good year, and um, but another one that probably uh, that's one of the young blokes coming up. But I think uh, uh, probably someone coming into the team from another club. I think Timmy McIntyre is going to have a big year this year. I think uh, he'll be really good for us, and he's another one we'll be in this week. So I think it's just got a lot of improvement since we have off last year, and see how we go. Excellent. And what about you, Mac? Have you have you got uh, any suggestions from any of the Port boys that you reckon you'll be looking out for that might make a move? Uh, Benny Harron. I think he's such an impressive player. He was on the Sydney Swans list a couple of years ago. Um, he, he had a bit of a non-existent year last year, but so far this pre-season, he's played in about seven different positions and excelled in, in each of them. He can play in the ruck, he can play full forward, centre-half forward. He also played at full back in the trial against South Adelaide and did such a great job. So he's one that, um, that I'm looking forward to seeing how he can develop this year, and I think he's a bit of a chance to get back on an AFL list as well. I liked um, Port's other, Rutman uh, Brueggemann. I thought, he, I thought he's got good size about him, and he, and he was reasonably nimble around the ground and hopefully he can uh, show something uh, for the Maggies this year. Yeah, big lump of a lad. He's a big boy. Um, not sure where he's come from. He just looks like such a big country footballer. Keeps um, mm. a couple of goals. I didn't think he was too impressive in the internal trial against the Power Lads um, a few weeks back, but his last couple of weeks at, in the SANFL trials have been really, really good. Now, we'll put the pressure on a little bit here and find out... Uh, you guys are your top four for the AFL this year. Uh, Jackson, I might start with you, mate. Uh, who do you reckon will finish top four? Um, oh, top four. Uh, well, not in any order, but I think uh, Hawthorne, they won it last year, so they'll be at the top. Um, I'll throw Sydney in there. Uh, Fremantle oh, will be the third. And um, oh, who else would I... Uh, I'll probably have to throw... Um, out of the, I might have to put. I reckon Essendon. I reckon Essendon might be a, a goer from what they showed on, on uh, round one. Just hopefully they can keep the things off the field going. Mm. They've got yeah. some good tools though, don't they? Yeah, they, I think um, just when you have class players like Goddard and Watson, and like Goddard and Watson really took the game apart on the weekend. So if they if they stay fit, like, they can be anything and. Danaher, the young, if he can keep playing well, be a tall target for them. I think uh, he could be one that could um, be one of the most improved in the comp from last year, even though he only played a couple of games for them. But, yeah, I think Essendon, they could be the underachiever, or the quite achiever, sorry. Yep. And what about, have you got an SA and a Phil top four? Central's obviously in it. Yeah, put Central's in. I think Eagles, with um, they've done a fair bit of recruiting, so I reckon they'll be pretty strong this year. Um, well, you'd have to put Norwood in there as well, and probably North Adelaide. I've gone. Um, I've gone for Hawthorne. I think that's uh, pretty predictable. Um, you know, they're looking pretty strong, and their pre-season's been fantastic, really. When you, from where they've come from, uh, Frio, uh, you'd have to say, are pretty much a lock. Um, again, you know, just after what they did uh, last year, uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, almost unbeatable at uh, at home. And uh, I've actually got uh, Sydney dropping out. I, I can't see. Uh, I think Sydney might f- fall off a little bit. I've got Port in there. Uh, I'm quite optimistic wow. that. Yeah, I am. I'm putting my neck on the line. I know people will say it's biased, but I do. Uh, I do think Port 
uh, can make the top four this year. I think their, their fitness is now becoming a strong uh, psychology uh, in the AFL for, you know, people are all talking about it and I think the players are going to believe it. And it's probably a good question for uh, for Jackson. Uh, I guess I'll ask him in a sec about that sort of psychology. And I've got Essendon in the top four as well. well but, you know, I mean... The players at Port Jackson, with all the talk about everyone talking about their fitness, internal and external, do people start? Do people start actually? Uh, the players will they start believing that? Like the, the Port players, or yeah, yeah, the Port players, and even the opposition players. Well, I think um, I think it's it's hard to say as an opposition player. Like you can't control what they've done in their pre-season. You can only control what you you've done. Personally, I think we. Um, we have a we have a, centrals are pretty well known for having a pretty uh, tough preseason. I think we've had a great preseason in that regard, and um, I think that for them, I think it's a, it's sort of a, a badge of honour they can wear um, to have people commenting so early on in their um, in their season campaign that their fitness is amazing. I think good, well done to them. They've obviously shown in the preseason that they can uh, work pretty hard, and, but uh, it's just a like pre-season sets you up for the year, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee you a grand final spot. So hopefully they can keep it up and see how they finish top four, as you say, Rick. But um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think when it comes to opposition, you just don't really think about that at all. Like you just got to worry about what you do. Yeah, for my top four, I've got Frio coming top. Um, I've got them only losing two games for the year. I reckon they'll absolutely dominate this season. I've got Sydney coming second with the buddy, the buddy factor, and uh, tip it free for the whole, free and fit for the whole year. Hopefully, uh, I reckon they'll be pretty hard to beat. I've got Hawthorne third, and I've got Richmond uh, in fourth spot. I reckon they've got a bloody good list and uh, and are ready to go bang. Really, and um, I guess one final thing is Jackson. I've got to ask you before we go. Uh, yep. Um, him and I have trained together. People obviously would know this. We've trained a bit with Brad at BST. who has a bit of a an influence with the doggies players, and and Jackson's pretty uh, uh, whippy around their, our little uh, 600 metre block there. But have you heard rumours that I, I'm actually catching your time, Jackson? Are you getting a little bit nervous that I, I might beat you shortly? Yeah, I don't know if there are rumours that you're coming up to me on the weekend and make sure you're telling me, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard the I've heard the rumours you could say, and um, yeah, it's good to hear. And might have to get down there in the next cu- the next couple of weeks and uh, egg you on. <laughs> good work, mate. Good work. I think your uh, your time's safe with me, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Well, thanks for coming on, Jackson. Um, it's oh, fantastic well, having you on, and uh, best of luck for uh, 2014. Thank you very much for having me, Rick and Craig. It's been uh, great to be on. Brilliant. Yeah, Rick, thanks, as always, mate. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Pleasure. Have a good one. You too. Not a long kick of the ball. Think about going short. He's got Lobie inside 50. Ignores that. Keeps it low. Wingard takes off. Hands it up to Boat. The captain sees Westhoff. He's in the square. He doesn't need him. 